catching you up on the latest stories that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Around the state, historic societies have been attempting to recover sites and consecrate their meaning. In recent years, previously neglected cemeteries have been gaining attention, and recently new unmarked graves were uncovered in Cedar Key along the coast of Levy County. I spoke with WUFT's Emily Ferguson about what one historic society is doing to preserve the site and how technology is helping them do so. So the historical society in Cedar Key, about five years ago, I think it was 2019, they received a tip from this local. She was doing cemetery cleaning for um, the cemetery for quite a while, like since she was a kid. She was about 80 in her mid-80s when she um, sent this over to the, or tipped this to the Cedar Key Historical Society. Currently the director is Anna White Hodges. She is the one who's, you know, really taking up this project, really trying to get everything done and making sure like these people are marked, looking at more information about them. Originally thought it was 30 unmarked, but obviously 30 unmarked graves slowly turned into 90. So what is already known about Cedar Key Cemetery and what is being learned about the land now? In my story, I kind of like discussed this one lady. Her name was Adeline Tape. Um, they found her grave first. Um, she already had like the monument was already there. And they looked at her and they noticed that they had about 24 other graves that matched her stone. Adeline Tape was also a black woman who lived in the area since she was, like, I think born until she passed away in 1927. Yeah, so they found her, and then they realized that they needed to do much more than just, like, just the mapping of the cemetery. So they did ground-penetrating radar, and from there they found... 60 other graves, obviously, in addition to the 30 that they already had. And where exactly is the cemetery located, and how have hurricanes impacted this site? The cemetery is, like, literally, like, the best way I can explain it is, like, steps away from the Gulf of Mexico, and it's very close. Um, So anytime, you know, you get storm surge with hurricanes, and she mentioned to me, you know, there's a hurricane easy in 1950, very catastrophic to the area. With flooding, things obviously get washed up, gets washed away, and we've seen that obviously in most recent times, especially with Hurricane Ian, where it pretty much just wiped out the entire Sanibel Island area, Fort Myers Beach. So you see, obviously, it could have catastrophic issues in, a, in addition to like just regular climate change, you know, just natural wear and tear onto stones is just one of those things. And this is a very old cemetery that's been close to the water for years. So obviously you're going to have those natural disasters and natural effects of just, you know, just weathering that's going to destroy graves over time. Could you tell me a little bit more about how this restoration project is gaining attention at the statewide level? Yeah. So this cemetery has obviously been a very well-known cemetery um, in the area. It's the Cedar Key Cemetery. Um, They still have burials happening. Um, When I was there, they actually had a recent burial. So it's obviously still very living cemetery, living, but like still very much alive and being used by the community. In 2020, they applied for a grant with the state of Florida to allocate historical funds to do like ground penetrating radar, do any of the mapping that they need. So they ended up doing that. And then I think mid 2021, 
they received the grant. It's $50,000, and it went solely to all of the funds for the ground penetrating radar. They did interactive mapping of the cemetery. They do want to do a marker for the cemetery because it is integrated um, in the time where you know, you don't see an integrated cemetery. So the cemetery opened in 1888, but they had graves, burials there from 1872. So even then, um, you know, in between that time period, there were integrated burials there. So they want to get a plaque that kind of commemorates that, but they haven't applied for it yet, but they're hoping to get that soon. And looking forward, what is the Cedar Key Historic Society planning on doing at this site to restore the graves. They just want to get these people marked, which is like their main thing right now. Whether that's something they do in the future, I don't know, but hopefully, I think their main goal is just to get, you know, these people out there, make sure that they're protected, not protected, but like just so they have like a personality. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, these people are obviously, there's family members that live in this, that might have lived in this area back in the day that, you know, want to find their family. And I think that's their main goal right now. That was WUFT reporter Emily Ferguson talking about uncovering the history behind unmarked graves in Cedar Key. To read her full story and other news, check out WUFT.org. Now for today's top headlines. The Florida Supreme Court will hear arguments Wednesday in Tallahassee in a case that considers whether the identities of police officers who kill civilians in violent encounters can be withheld from the public. WUFT reports the state constitutional provision could deem officers who use deadly force to be victims of threats and therefore have their identities protected by Marcy's law. The United States Environmental Protection Agency has determined that Florida's antiquated water quality standards do not go far enough in protecting citizens from pollutants and adverse health effects. The Tallahassee Democrat reports that increased pollution over time has impacted the safety of fish for human consumption, and current laws are outdated. Florida's criteria for 40 toxic pollutants conflicts with the Clean Water Act and must be changed to safeguard the state's seafood industry, according to a letter from the federal agency last week. Last school year marked a more than 10-year low for Florida's kindergarten and 7th grade students completing all doses of required immunizations, according to a recent report from the State Department of Health. News Service of Florida reports about 91.7% of kindergarten students in public and private schools statewide completed the immunizations required to enter school during the 2021-2022 year. The required shots do not include the COVID-19 vaccine. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a nice day.